This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 111. Hey, welcome to Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm Nick Ashburn. And I'm Sandy Hunt. And we join you here live every Thursday morning from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern. We are replayed throughout the week, and you can find us on demand on the SiriusXM app. Mm-hmm. Well, without further ado, let's uh, run down our show because we always have a great show here on Dollars and Change. Our first guests will be joining us in the studio um, in just a moment. We have Tiffany Yao and Matthew Hanna, who will be telling us about the new Holt Prize Ivy. Um, which is there's the Holt Prize, and then there's one specifically uh, for the Ivy League schools. Let's welcome to the show Tiffany Yao. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. Hi, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. We're delighted to have you. And we also are joined by Matthew. Is it Hannah or Hannah? Hannah. Hannah. Matthew Hannah, um, also from Penn. Welcome to the show, Matthew. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Nick. You bet. All right, so Tiffany, um, for those of for our listeners who may not be even familiar with the Holt Prize, what the heck's the Holt Prize? <laughs> That's a great question that we get a lot. So the Holt Prize Foundation is essentially the world's foremost platform for the creation and launch of social enterprises. And this usually takes place through case competitions from the local to global scale, where the lo- at the local round, you start off at universities, on-campus programs, and you make your way up through several different rounds up to our global final, which takes place at the United Nations where the top six teams are pitching uh, for the chance to win $1 million to change the world. So it's really exciting every year because we um, choose an annual theme, and every year um, it changes. So this year it's energy, the year before it was a refugee crisis, Uh and so on. So uh, our theme this year was uh, can we create sustainable, scalable social enterprises that harness the power of energy to transform the lives of 10 million people by 2025? Wow. And so it, just to, to back up, so this is a this is a prize intended for university students. Are they undergraduate only? Are they graduate? Uh, they're both. They are both. So generally, you know, there are these competitions and we'll get more into how that really functions. But the idea, you know, here we're on dollars and change. We're always thinking about, you know, business solutions for social and social and environmental impact. Hence, why we're talking about the Holt Prize. And you yourself are a student. Just so our listeners know, are you a junior? Are you a senior? Are you a freshman? Uh, so I'm actually a senior at Penn. Uh, I'm studying sociology, and I'm also um, doing my first year of my master's at the School of Social. Uh, practice and policy, studying nonprofit leadership. Yeah, that's great. So the Holt Prize Ivy specifically is a new prize. Why don't you give us, Tiffany, a one one or two sentence overview of what Holt Prize Ivy is, and then I want to flip over and talk to Matthew about the experience of participating in it. Yeah, so um, the Holt Prize Ivy is essentially a national program, and uh, it brings together all eight Ivy League universities for the chance to compete in the race to change the world. Excellent. So Matthew, yes. participant, winner, um, right here among us, tell us a little bit about your experience as a student entrepreneur and why this was an exciting opportunity. Oh, um, 
Well, I'm going to be perfectly straightforward with you. It's it's been crazy <laughs> because you have this this weird balance you have to reach between actually fulfilling the student responsibility as a student and then sacrificing some of those things for actually um, building a business or mm-hmm. it'll eventually turn into a business or enterprise. Absolutely. So, so Matthew, what's your background? I mean, tell us what you what year you are and what you're studying, and and kind of then go into your business, I guess, around and why. Yeah, um, so a lot, I'm a, a lot of questions. Uh, understandably so. Um, I am a senior here at Penn, but I'm also doing a master's degree in electrical engineering, and so that plays into the role that I have at InstaHub, which mm-hmm. is uh, as I'm vice president of engineering. So I help oversee the more of the how do we help the product reach at, reach market quickly and mm-hmm. make sure those developments are are efficient and and actually work too, <laughs> um, and. Sorry, what was the second part of your question? So, so I, what, who, what, what's your, what's your background? Where are you from? Oh, um, I am from Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. Uh, very small town. Probably never heard of it, but that's okay. Yeah. But we um, love North Carolina. <laughs> I do. My my husband uh, is a UNC alum. So mm, so there's yes. that. Uh, but so you made your way to Penn. You are submatriculated as a also a master's student. That's crazy. And you're on a founding team of a social enterprise. That's a lot for a student to take on. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. And neither of them have coffee in front of them. But they were both on time at 8 a.m. here yes. in the studio. So this is really, these are impressive kids. Uh, tell us about InstaHub. That's the venture. When did you and your team get the idea? What sort of, you know, what was the impetus for creating this product and what is it? Yeah, I love telling the story. Um, well, first, I want to note like that that team. I, I've been so blessed just to be a part of it because because it wasn't like I was the only one. Like I have so many other strong people on that team to 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 really help build the culture and and build it. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so we the story we like to tell people is that one night we're walking home really late and saw this like really big bright blinding light. But it was actually just lights on at the high rises because when it's 4 a.m., people should be sleeping, but they're actually not because we're on a college campus. <laughs> um, and, and so we started researching it and eventually found out that it was actually a problem because students, uh, 200 students we surveyed actually said that they forgot most of the time, either because... Forgot they, to turn off their lights? Yes, okay. forgot to turn off the lights. And so... Um, so they're actually, falling asleep with the lights on, or they're leaving common room lights on, or little of both. Little of both, okay. M- mainly the common rooms. That's what we address, just because that's what we can immediately access at Penn. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we started researching it further, we realized, oh well, <laughs> those lights actually use resources that are far away. We don't control them, but they consume a lot of coal and other resources that are needed to generate that energy. Sure. And so as we began developing what our solution is. So if you have a generic light switch that switches, that <laughs> switches up and down mm-hmm. physically, we build a device that snaps onto it and acts as a motion sensor without being very invasive to the home. Okay, um, so this is just like a product. Yeah. You can just just snap onto to mm-hmm. the light fixture and it's got a sensor to turn it off if there's no motion. Yeah. Okay. And, and we wanted to make it so that anybody who wanted to buy it would, Anybody who wanted to buy it could actually do it without having to incur that very large logistical and economic burden for it. Because if you look at, at the cost of installation for it alone, it can consume up to 70% of the actual project cost. And if you're a, you're a business owner or a hotel administrator or even a school owner who has to make the decision of where those resources go, mm-hmm. you, you want to save enough that you have 
enough to actually do what you need to do. And, and not so make this very financially worthwhile yeah. by making it inexpensive. Exactly. Cool. So I'm looking at the the light switches behind you <laughs> in the studio. That's and, perfect. That's <laughs> so something snaps on to that. I mean, for our listeners, it is literally like just a regular light switch from yep. on off. And so is there a mechanism that flicks the switch or how do you how does it actually turn on and off the lights? Yeah. Um, so inside of the device is this uh, it's well, right now it's a DC motor that actually flips it up and down, or it's attached to this mechanism that it attaches over top of the light. OK. And so once it detects that a person is no longer in the room through some settings we have in our algorithm, it turns the lights down or vice versa. If it detects that somebody walks in. It, flip, it turns nice. the lights on. That's great. And it's motion activated. Yeah, so if you're sitting and watching television, it'll turn mm-hmm. the lights off. Yeah. Which is actually probably a great energy saver because I bet most people <laughs> would say, that's fine if the lights are off while I'm watching TV, but I'm, I'm not getting up to turn them off. Yeah. Huh. Well, and what's what I find interesting, Matthew, about this this solution is it it is kind of meeting people where they are because, as you mentioned before, well, as a quick background, we're actually looking at a uh, – an energy efficiency startup out of the mm-hmm. Bay Area that mm-hmm. we're looking to invest in um, that is less on, it's more on the back. It's a software end, tool, right? Yeah, software to to manage your data and your, your plug load, um, what's actually plugged into the wall versus just your lights. But I'm thinking about, we have motion sensored lights in our office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're kind of annoying, really. They're super annoying. But I can't imagine they were inexpensive to no, install. No, nope. And a lot of other of these smart plugs, smart technologies, are the upfront costs, as you mentioned, are quite ex- mm-hmm. quite expensive. But mm-hmm. you're sort of, like I said, meeting customers where they are. You just kind of snap it on and it, it flicks. Is that sort of what you were trying to solve for? Yeah, that was our goal. Um, well, when when we started the conversation, actually, we wanted to, we were just thinking more about how, like, what would people do if they could necessarily afford this? Because they're still incurring the burden. Sure. I, I right. don't want to get the numbers wrong, but I know in some research we've done, it's, especially if you're, uh, like, if you're in an underdeveloped community or one that, that has less of a... Um, less financial means, disposable less, yeah, income maybe yeah, less, for home improvements and these yeah. things. Um, it, you're incurring those burdens even more because it, it probably tends to the equipment might be older or the infrastructure that you have might be older. And so if you're going to charge double to triple the normal rate, you, you want a solution that can fix that without you having to incur more. Sure. And yep. so we started thinking of ways to actually fix that for, for anyone. Fantastic. Yeah. And so, Tiffany, going back to you, you know, is this typical of the, of the sort of innovation that you see matriculate to Holt Prize Ivy? And um, I don't know if you're part of the judging panel, but what, what do you think made InstaHub a winner? Uh, yeah, so that's a great question. Um, no so, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is something that's very typical. We, uh, part of the Holt Prize, we ask students to address um, these really pressing social issues through really bold solutions. And uh, I think that InstaHub is definitely one of them. And the thing is that it's very feasible. Uh, I've seen these um, devices installed in buildings at Penn, and they're absolutely wonderful. I would love to have some for my future home. But um, I think that they're really onto something. They've really got something brewing, and that's something that we really see come out of the whole prize. Um, and sorry, what was your second question? Um. 
I, I think that actually covered okay. both my questions. Right, so good. I think you're good. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity to re- remind our listeners that you're mm-hmm. listening to Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. And we're talking to Tiffany Yao, who is the founder and director of Holt Prize Ivy. And we're also talking to Matthew Hanna, who actually has is a co a co member of this founding team for Insta Insta Hub Insta Hub, yes. and we're talking about this this really cool technology that can just snap onto your light fixture, your your switches, mm-hmm. and it'll turn it off. It's motion censored. It's really cool. So Matthew, <clears throat> when it comes to measuring the social impact, you know, there's a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm imagining this could go. The first, you know, well, I'll let you tell us tell us why. So. What, you know, how do you guys think about measuring the social impact? How would you describe the social impact of this tool? Yeah, um, th- there are a lot of things that go into it. I think one of the biggest things that we're looking at right now is the tangible one we can look for is actually the energy savings mm-hmm. and, and you know, partnering with, with some of those people and, and potentially some other developments that help us to actually measure it is, is the biggest thing that we're ongoing trying to tackle. Um, I think further, once we start making sales and, and penetrating that market the biggest thing is going to be like customer reactions Mm because those are the intangible things that you can't measure with statistics but you can actually see you know if they fill out a form or they fill out some form Mm -hmm. of feedback and so that's that's the ongoing thing unfortunately for for some of the problems that we mentioned earlier we're not able to actually produce those because that's an ongoing global or locally global if you want to put it that way um phenomenon but i think satisfying more customers with that and, and just making the product the best experience for them is, is really the goal. Yeah. So, so Matthew, I have a quick question for you and then I do want to turn back to Tiffany. Yes. Matthew, you were just talking about customer experience. You were talking about penetrating markets, you know, good, good business radio words, but, um, you know, you have more of the engineering background. Mm. So tell me about how you've ramped up or how, you know, members of your team have ramped up to think about like, okay, how do we actually make this a strong business? Yeah. Um, so within our founding team, at least there's this balance between me and the other co-founder. His name is Dio. Um, he's nothing short of a legend. <laughs> um, he, a pen he, legend. You heard it here first. <laughs> because he's got, he's got so much more expertise than I do because he's got multiple, he's actually finished his master's degree. He's going for a, a PhD now. Um, and I think this process of trying to first ideate on the design and see what it is and then what actually needs to be done is an ongoing process. It's taken us over a year and a half to actually two years. Um, and then from there, it's, it's just working to get that better. I also feel like I'm not exactly answering your question, but I think part of it is definitely that process between you know, ongoing developments, and, and that's, that's really what pen engineering instills too. Um, it's a troublesome process sometimes because hardware never, never actually corresponds to what you want it to do the first time. <laughs> Got it. And but, so, yeah. Tiffany, you know, if if we think about Instahub as as an example, they they did win the Holt Ivy Prize. Tiffany, what are some of the other types of concepts, like kind of at the high level? What did you see come across in the in the competition? Yeah. So uh, there are lots of different ideas targeting different topic areas. So Instahub, essentially, you guys target electricity. And there are other ones like targeting water, uh, healthcare, agriculture, transportation. Um, like it really. Uh, but all through the lens of energy. All through the lens of energy, yes. Yeah. yeah. Any, any other ones that kind of popped up that you thought were really cool, like, or the runner up of the, of the prize? Uh, yeah, so our runner-up is actually another team from Penn. Ooh, uh, great wow. representation. So uh, they're actually called Loop Vehicles. They were one of the um, top six finalists at 
um, the regional finals in Mexico City uh, about a month ago. Um, and uh, I do them no justice by pitching their idea, sure. but um, essentially they created this vehicle, this like this motor vehicle that um, removes pollution from the air. So uh, wow, it, it's um, yeah, it's it has very, to be another interdisciplinary yeah. team with engineers and yeah. business students to pull that off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's one of the things we love to see. I mean, I love that about InstaHub and about so many of our student, you know, startups here on campus is seeing that collaboration between the schools um, so that students get a chance to learn from one another and um, put to practice those skills that, you know, an engineer is just not operating in a vacuum and in a lab, but going, okay, this is what it actually takes. I have cost constraints if I'm going to market. And the business student has to go, okay, well, here's the really cool idea. And here's the price point that would make it market viable. But now I'm working with an engineer who tells me these are the type of materials that this is going to you know, absolutely necessitate. So it's pretty neat stuff. And Tiffany, tell me a little bit about the <clears throat> idea. I, my understanding is that Holt also sort of, even if you don't win or if you, um, you know, don't make it to the next round, that we still want, they, they want to encourage you to continue your idea, continue exploring it. You know, what does that look like from the Holt perspective? Uh, yeah, so... I think that one of our main focuses is definitely empowerment. And I've seen that a lot through teams, um, through staff members, and also myself. And so, um, like, basically, I guess starting from the very beginning, um, students compete at their university, um, and the first place team advances forward, which is actually, funny enough, um, Matt and uh, InstaHub for Penn. But... Uh, teams that did it when they're uh, encouraged to apply through a general application pool to advance into regionals. So it's kind of like a second chance. So um, basically from there, they get into regionals, they compete. If you don't win at regionals, you have the opportunity to apply to this thing called a wild card round, which uh, we're also encouraging lots of participants uh, to apply to. Um, and we're, what we're part of, Holt Prize Ivy, is its national program. So it kind of lies right in between um, Holt's regional f- finals and its accelerator program that takes place in London in its castle. So um, basically, we're kind of like a second chance for the Ivy League. Uh, we're the only national program present in the U.S. And it's kind of odd to say that it's like a national program, but I think it's just because the U.S. is just such an overwhelming scene to work with, with all these universities doing their own thing. And so uh, we're kind of providing that second chance. And even teams like Loop or all the other amazing teams that were here this past weekend, even if they did not win, they're still encouraged to apply to the wild card round to fast track back into the accelerator. So definitely um, one of its key values is empowerment and just getting people back into that race to want to work towards something that we all care a lot about. Awesome. And, and Matthew, I'm curious, when you guys went through the, the process of applying, you know, the judging, the pitching, all that stuff, what are some things you learned or what are some some uh, takeaways you have for how to evolve InstaHub? Yeah. Um, first, I want to say that a lot of the empowerment that Tiffany mentioned, it, it's true. Our team had a, the unique perspective of doing both regional and then also being accepted to HP Ivy. And so from there it was the same level of encouragement was constant. You know, even if our team ultimately didn't didn't reach the final round in the regional round in Boston, but the emphasis was still on continuing to produce this, continuing to 
you know, really revamp the idea because the problem doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It's not like one competition. One competition can certainly help fix it, but the problem does not go away, <clears throat> and it's a long time um, process. Uh, but I think going back to, I guess you were you were asking about how like the process works. Or, yeah. Or, so typically, uh, you know, when you go through an accelerator, you know, the the judges are kicking the tires and they're saying, <laughs> you know, hey, this looks great, but you need to get your product cheaper or you need to be able to think about different distribution channels or revenue sources what are some of your big action items that you guys took away from the experience definitely just i guess as a general trend never to to just accept it as it is like Mm -hmm. always question it Um, because a lot of those things that you just mentioned they're they're always going to come up too Mm -hmm. um i think it's interesting for us because because we had so much going into it with with some of the things we're doing on campus that it wasn't those questions when they came up weren't anything new. We were always we were actively tackling them. And awesome. We we have a very very big support network here on campus between people anywhere from engineering school and the entrepreneurship department to actually in Morden too. Um, yeah, Bobby and, Turner, who is our who will be our yeah. fourth guest here today. Was uh, meeting with some student entrepreneurs yesterday, and he's like, "Enjoy this. You're being coddled. You got you got all these awesome university resources. You got the Wharton Social Impact Initiative team cheering you on, helping you." He's like, "This is the best place in the world to be an entrepreneur." So now we're, we're thrilled to see students making the most of it. Now, Matthew, did you advance to go to this castle in London for the accelerator? Yes, uh, as Nick for, looks excited yeah. about the castle. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just as excited as Nick. <laughs> <laughs> When when does that happen? When do you head out? I am actually not sure. I've heard it's July, but I guess Tiffany can elaborate on that more. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. So so not your summer you plans <laughs> your summer plans might be set, huh? Potentially. Okay. And it, yeah. is it July? Is that when they go? Yeah, it's mid July. It starts in mid July. Mm-hmm. How yeah. many? How many? Do you remember how many companies will end up going to the accelerator? I believe almost forty. So yeah. The interesting thing is that castles almost, are big. Yeah, oh, he's got <laughs> room. Yeah. No. Um. And like we're really. Uh, I feel really fortunate because we're able to fund such an amazing team mm-hmm. to go there through the prize that we mm-hmm. provided too. So, uh, yeah, so approximately 40 teams go in and six teams come out. So very intensive program. Yeah. Yeah. So we are at the end of our segment here. It goes fast. Uh, you are a senior. You're graduating. You were a founder and, and running this, the whole Ivy. What What's next for the competition for that that segment of it? Um, so what's next for Holt Prize Ivy? Um, so right now we're just really focusing on making sure that we provide InstaHub with the proper resources they need, the proper stakeholders that they should be connecting to. I believe um, we, uh, you guys are working with the city of Philadelphia as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, my team and I are, are trying to launch this initiative on the side to um, bring together something very similar like Holt Prize where students target um, or university students target the glo- uh, globally pressing issues, but instead bring together Philadelphia University students to tackle Philadelphian um, pressing issues. And uh, we're working with uh, the city of Philadelphia's Office of Innovation and Technology. So it's really exciting stuff. That is exciting. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. We've been speaking with Tiffany Yao and Matthew Hanna um, from Holt Prize and InstaHub. This is Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 111. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.